Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. The brands today hold themselves to a higher standard. They share annual plans, they share launch calendars, they share how much traffic they will generate for each team so that both teams can plan resources. It takes multiple nights to make these decks, but <laughs> we do it because it's important. But retailers are doing that too, right? They are actively building a tech infrastructure so that they can share with brands a place where the brands can build experiences. They are sharing data, they are sharing analytics on consumer journeys, and they are investing in content and applications that will help the consumer engage with the product. I guess in short, while sales will always be the holy grail, but JBP for me is the winning source. Welcome to today's episode of Brave Commerce. I'm Rachel Tippograph, the founder and CEO of Micmac. I'm Sarah Hofstetter, president of Profitero. And this is a show that talks about what's relevant in e-commerce for the world's biggest brands. Sarah, there's not a day that goes by where a customer doesn't tell me that they're working on a joint business plan with a retailer. It feels like that probably occupies most of their time. Well, one of the things that's kind of interesting to me is how many more constituents brand side are playing roles in that JDP. It used to be sales to sales. And now I recognize I'm oversimplifying, but I feel like the whole company becomes a part of that business plan. And so to me, it becomes so much more strategic because of that. And the retailers are bringing better and more interesting and more diversified approaches to it as well. So these are really turning into not just goal setting, but really how they're going to win together. No, it's it's pretty amazing how many departments are now involved in this from obviously sales to marketing to digital commerce, to inventory, to supply chain, to R&D. It's like, how do you even organize these things? It sounds pretty wild. And profitability. I mean, I think profitability because of all of the massive pressures that companies on both sides are trying to deal with. You're, you're seeing that come into the conversation because everybody's here to make a buck. But how do you really unlock that value? And when we think about the role of JVPs, it also, it's, it's very local. It's very local to the relationships that you have with the retailers and the market that you're dealing with. And so the role of, a, of global leaders in influencing JVPs, I think, is an interesting twist. No, you're, you're totally right. You know, we just had our customer advisory board with some of our biggest clients. And um, what 
continued to come up is how every retailer operates differently. And there's so many nuances. So when we meet someone like Shannon, who has this global digital commerce seat at J&J, not only does she have the global market perspective, but she really, per your point, needs to understand the local markets to be able to best support the people on the ground at J&J. What's really interesting, when I think about some of the earlier episodes that we had here, one of our first guests was Sarabi, who at the time is at J&J, now is at Church and Dwight. And she was talking about how she moved the company along that e-commerce maturity curve. And so as J&J is more commerce savvy to the point of influencing these JVPs, I think it's really great to see how Shannon is not just picking it up, but accelerating on a lot of the work that Sarabi did. So I think it just is fun to see how these very, very big companies are actually driving a lot more innovation, a lot more strategic development, despite their size. Well, on that note, today we are honored to have Chanin Sani, the Director of Global E-Commerce at Johnson & Johnson, onto the show especially because it's midnight her time. <laughs> so we feel very lucky that you were able to squeeze us in before bed. Brave commerce is right after my own heart. Like, you know, I've heard all the podcasts. So this is my pleasure. So before we get into everything, just share with our listeners where you are right now. Currently based out of Bombay, but making the move to New Jersey very, very soon in about five weeks from now. So I'm actually in the twilight zone. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, and soon you'll be taking everyone's furniture in the New Jersey area. Sarah's already peddling hers. <laughs> no, it's not mine. I'm just giving references. <laughs> I'm like a 3P distributor for furniture, apparently. Folks, Sarah really does it all. I'm always wowed. We were catching up recently. It was, I think, right before the new year. We were talking normal business stuff, but I remember all of a sudden our conversation broke out into this debate around how you think about assortment strategies for various different e-com channels. And I loved your framework. I thought we could kick off the conversation there because so many of our listeners are dealing with similar day-to-day challenges and opportunities that you are at J&J. So how do you think about e-commerce channels and assortment strategies? So I'm going to take two examples here, but I just want to say that e-commerce has now become second nature to us, right? Like whether it's it's us buying like a grocery item or us buying like furniture, for example, but it's almost intuitive, which means that if we are able to keep the consumer at the center and mimic their journey, then we actually can try and make the experience very seamless for them. So for example, if I was to just elaborate on the grocery journey, Let's say someone is looking to buy their regular grocery. They're essentially looking at a quick checkout. They either have their list already or they're probably refilling the last month's cart. For them, the goal is to find the brand quickly, right? So it should be easy to search. And then they check their details quickly. So for example, is it vegan? Has there been an expiry date? And then they want to check out quickly. So they essentially just look for an offer or a coupon and then they check out. Now, nowhere in this journey would the consumer have any time to go through like an interactive gamified ad or experience a 3D product image, right? Similarly, if you think assortment in this example, we as brands will have to plan this from a problem solution mindset because this is a problem solution journey. So should it be large packs? Should it be refill packs? Should it be multi-packs, for example? And how do we plan a minimum ASP in a one-time purchase or how do we allow them to come back for a repeat one? 
on the other hand is the completely different scenario which is a special consumer journey like we have beauty specialist platforms and the biggest difference there is that the consumer has the luxury of time so they are looking for validation so they will read the ratings and reviews they will engage with an influencer they probably see your product demos and then choose say for example the next anti wrinkle cream and here as brands the assortment should also then follow this seamless journey so should we allow for samplers to sort of bring them in how do we plan then to upsell or resell how should we plan for regimen packs so i think the assortment choices uh, rachel to that question is also based in response to profitability that each channel needs to drive for that brand so i think offline we've been doing a great job of this but now if we start paying closer attention to the online journeys and the experiences that we can provide that's what defines assortment asp everything for me let's go a little deeper into that because i think profitability is is always at the heart of any cpg of course but in light of all of the inflationary issues due to you know, labor supply chain all everything becoming more expensive obviously profitability becomes that much more important how much can you push off to the consumer and so assortment strategies definitely plays a role in that yeah price pack architecture plays a very important role in that and the retailer relationships yeah become a very important part of that you sitting at the epicenter from a global perspective you're seeing how relationships are forming and evolving with you know more mature platforms like a Walmart and you know once where e-commerce is becoming a bigger and bigger piece of business like in El Cortez or there are hundreds of thousands so beauty specialist retailers for example yeah yeah actually that's a great one and as you think through all of that and the diversification of the kind of products that sit within J&J consumer how do you square the retailer relationship with all of the holistic ways of looking at things like profitability and assortment so i think this is where uh, joint business planning or like a mutual profitability or a win win situation comes through very nicely right so any long term relationship like you mentioned must be beneficial to both and must look like a partnership so for every innovation for example walmart or we spoke about amazon or we spoke about like beauty specialist whichever uh, e retailer it might be any innovation that i bring to them for them to support me with premium real estate or the best use of their resources there should be something in it for them and similarly for every investment that the organization makes in their back end to service an e retailer better or every dollar that the brand spends in sending a consumer to a retailer.com there should be a size of business that we should be able to anticipate in return right i mean a few years ago the universe had limited retailers not naming the giant multi billion dollar <laughs> brand and multiple brands but uh, and hence the joint business plans used to look very different but progressively with more and more players coming on both sides the process has become way more scientific and i can see that right the structure of jpps has gone a long way now it's just a little more than a margin conversation in fact in my experience so the brands today hold themselves to a higher standard they share annual plans they share launch calendars they share how much traffic they will generate for each team so that both teams can plan resources it takes multiple nights to make these decks but <laughs> if we do it because it's important but similarly also 
retailers are doing that too right they are actively building a tech infrastructure so that they can share with brands a place where the brands can build experiences they are sharing data they are sharing analytics on consumer journeys and they are investing in content and applications that will help the consumer engage with the product so i guess in short while sales will always be the holy grail but jbp for me is the winning sauce i think we found our title for the episode <laughs> you have such a a special seat you know at jnj today your role is global but you've also spent a, a ton of time in market you were leading the business in india what are you seeing right now market by market retailer by retailer that's sort of standing out to you on how the industry is going to be shaping moving forward pretty much all the markets are at a different maturity curve both when it comes to the digital infrastructure as well as e-commerce penetration and especially if you see at the growth rates of e-retailers the amount of investment uh, that is in these markets it's quite exciting to be watching it from like you know a global standpoint but you asked about trends and i think one of the trends which has fast become a game changer is artificial intelligence right in the omni channel space because artificial intelligence is both at the back end as well as the front end of powering change so in the back end it has been helping us generate better inventory management and supply chains and in the front end it has been powering superior consumer experiences because you're able to now build personalized shopping and customize the content as well as the product i think that would be one to look out for and interestingly the other trend which is there is almost like a baseline to do e-commerce business well and that is digital payments and instant delivery and i think digital payments and instant delivery end up being a differentiating factor these are also those trends where the government is funding the infrastructure of the future so we are actually actively looking at markets from both these lenses which markets do you see the governments investing in this type of infrastructure like for example in the us the us government isn't but i'm sure other markets are so for example emia is definitely one of those regions because uh, it was quite late to the game of e-commerce but now it's going to pretty much grow at a very fast rate because there is active involvement in building logistics in a way that allows for this digital payment specifically as well as uh, delivery so if you were to bring a cpg brand to market today where where would you play like if you were just dropped into whether it's bombay or princeton or whatever from mars you look around the world where would you play it's a very interesting question and being part of this business and like sort of like sleeping eating walking e-commerce there are many times that i daydream this scenario you know where i'm doing all the brilliant basics right i have a killer website and pretty much every day i have 10000 checkouts like that's that's the dream right i mean but if you ask me i think today 44% of women make up the online shopper demographic globally and given that uh, ingredient plays an important consideration and so many times i've bumped into people standing in the aisle turning around their product reading to the last the smallest content that what is in their product i think maybe an ideal category would be to sort of marry both beauty as well as ingredient and launch in ayurvedic beauty range it's amazing you know to have all of your perspectives I find it interesting in how you would bring this new product to market 
you know, going back to something you said in terms of a technology that would change the course of, of retail and CPG AI, how does that fit into the equation for you? These are the capabilities that will power the entire ecosystem, right? I think whether it, these are capabilities, like I said, that will power both front end and back end. These are capabilities that will have to be built on both sides of seller and selly. And I think this is pretty much what will step change the game for e-commerce. We've reached that point in the conversation where we got to ask you our famous last question. What's the bravest thing that you've ever done? Can I have a personal answer to this? Of course. Okay, so I think the bravest thing, hands down, that I've ever done is to pursue my dream to be in the role that I'm in today. And while it means moving from one part of the world to the other and bringing my family along on the adventure, I think we are all looking forward to it and maybe it just helps to be brave together. Love that. When you, uh, you told your family that you're going to go from Bombay to Princeton, what was the reaction? I think it was... It was quite varied. <laughs> it, it went from like extreme happiness to extreme anxiety to, like I said, a lot of bravery that had to be instilled. But uh, it was fun. Overall, it was a fun reaction. Well, you're going to have an incredible community here. Obviously, myself and Sarah included, but so many others in the space are all around you. We can't wait to welcome you with open arms. Yeah, don't listen to what they say about New Yorkers or folks from New Jersey. We we're, we're, we are warm and welcoming people. We're just very direct. That's all. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Well, thank you so much for your insights. It's incredible the seat that you have and what you're witnessing within the ecosystem. We will make sure to catch you again in a few months when you're in New Jersey. Yes, Rachel, I'll, I'll hold you to that promise. Thanks for listening. Please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify and Google Podcasts. And don't forget to share this link with a friend. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode, and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Jackie Cooper, Global Chief Brand Officer at Edelman and the host of Touch of Truth, a new podcast launching on the Adweek Podcast Network. My dad gave me this incredibly smart piece of advice. Meet everyone once. As a result, I've met some of the most fascinating and inspiring people on the planet. Now on Touch of Truth, we're coming center stage and sharing the mic to experience stories of truth, insights and visions for the future that will challenge your way of thinking. Touch of Truth is available wherever you listen to 
podcast. New episodes come out every Tuesday. I do hope to see you there.